The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Morning sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. It's Nirvana right there. Rape me like that elote just did. Oh, so good. It is so good. Somebody emailed me and said, I watched the video of you guys on Facebook Live. John, you touched your nose and then went to the utensils. I'm like, yeah, yeah. When it's community food, I can do whatever I want. It's the other people that are the problem. You don't understand. They don't seem to have the issue. I do. I'm also first in. I know Brett and Brady weren't going to manhandle the meal. And also, again, in those situations, I know the people who run the restaurant. Uh, I can sue them if things go south. That's the whole point of the community food. I'm not doing brought from home stuff john you went to your notes he <laughs> said you went to because i did this and grabbed it's the amazing. utensil yeah well that's fine you can't help it i bump into my nose a lot gigantic it is kind of funny though and it's not about that I'm waiting in line for food the more people that pass through the line the less interested i become after four i'm out one person goes through and i'm like all right next one no i'm all right third one no no way Fourth one, I'm like, that's everybody else. I want to go back in there and finish that elote. I know. It's hard not, not to circle back. I don't know who's been in there sneezing and hair. And... With us, Brett's got a hat on. Brady yep. has no hair. I have no hair. There's no chance safe. it's going to float yeah. in. We're very safe. Oh, that smell of elote, though. A hooker could smell like that, and I would perform oral on her. I told Paul he <laughs> after, could have After some. she's done working. <laughs> I mm. told Neander Paul he could have somebody put a ski mask on. Did he? A hairnet or a ski mask. Hey, all right, yeah. Yeah, because that stuff floating around. We'll know whose it is, though. Long gray witch hairs. That's, you know, that's Paul. <laughs> uh, it's 9.59. Uh, it's time for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com. The home of Tactical Black is up there yesterday with uh, Kevin Ray. Suns announcer Kevin Ray was up there getting his workout on, and we had a, a great time yesterday doing some gun stuff, gun retention. And if you've got anybody you know in law enforcement – or uh, you know anything where you have to carry a gun. Retention is such an important part of of carrying a weapon. Concealed carry people always think they've got higher force, but you, if you, what happens when they gets taken from you? They don't teach you that stuff. You do. You you get, go through all those safety things. Gun retention is a huge deal. And frankly, a lot of the times those situations that gun does end up in somebody else's hands. If you look at it statistically, learn how to hang on to it. If you're going to be a concealed carry, do the full nine. Go the whole shebang. To be safe. Uh, all those people that argue about, like, ah, gun owners are this and gun owners are that, that's true. Why not take that extra step if you are one of those gun owners and say, here's what happens if you're out and about and somebody tries to take it from you. Oh, is that a fun drill, by the way. Some dude sneaking up on you trying to pull that out of your holster. Did you do that with me? Yes. Oh, my God, is that a blast. 
there's three different positions and three different ways that they can come after you. You know, and where you carry is a, is an important huge. thing too. I learned huge. that myself. I yep. I changed the position I carry in because of what we absolutely you there. yeah hundred percent yeah. It's uh, you learn so much stuff. But we did that yesterday. It was a blast. Had a blast yesterday. And uh, got a great workout in on top of it. You can do the same. Become a different person. It really will change, like Brett said. You go there once. You went there for three hours. You left going, i got to do three or four things oh, yeah. differently uh, if I consider myself a concealed carry person that's doing it the right way. And I need to take more of those classes because, yeah. I mean, just that three hours wasn't enough. Yeah, there you go. You know, see? Listen to that. Uh, unsolicited testimonial. It's true, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. 100% true. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. We did the twenty foot, 21-foot rule with you as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was an That's scary. Yeah. All that stuff will just open it's your scary. eyes. It's scary. It's horrifying, especially you if you 20 carry feet on, is far. And you also think, I've got a gun. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Dude with a knife will be on top of you and so much faster than you can draw that thing. Let alone a rifle. Yeah, yeah I don't know if you keep or yours racked and, and loaded yeah, I do. and ready to I go. Do, yeah. Some people don't. Yeah. And to try to tap and rack a, a weapon and the time a guy with a knife is charging you. And that's when you know he's coming at mm-hmm. you. That's the crazy part. 21-foot rule changed my entire brain. Ah, uh, they've done a lot of that up there, and you can be part of that too. Become a sheepdog. Stop being a sheep. Start learning some stuff. And it's not to say you're dumb; it is to get you more tools in your tool belt. It's a smart way to live. If you're going to carry a gun, do it right. Uh, we got it all right there at reactdefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black Brady. Entertain me. The first episode of the Kardashians hits Hulu today. Awesome! I already saw a clip. Uh, I better run. Yeah, home. you saw the clip about yeah. her five-year-old son Saint uh, saw an ad for her sex tape while playing the video game uh, Roblox. They do sex tape ads on video games? No, there's supposedly new footage that's coming out, possibly. Well, no, she, the, the, they're selling He's you. on his computer. Well, yeah, playing exactly. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Probably of it, yeah. and then, I didn't yeah, know that the video game showed. Ads. Yeah. So the deal is, though, the uh, it's for the new Hulu Kardashians thing. That the clip is her crying that uh, she's not 100% sure there isn't more to the Ray J sex tape. And she's on the phone with Kanye screaming at the top of her lungs, what if I was asleep? And he put a dildo in uh, blah, 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 blah. Dude. And I'm like, first off, your complaint would be that you slept through it. Uh, I think that means your ass is too loose. I think that's a problem. I'm not sleeping through that, lady. I don't care how drunk I was the night before. You penetrate me anally at all with a pencil or a finger or a pipe cleaner or a Tic Tac. I'm waking up. <laughs> a dildo? Uh, you've got bigger fish to fry. And by that, I mean your ass is the size of a frying pan. The, the actual Some people are exit. like, I'm, I'm going to that sleep clinic. If I can sleep yeah. through that, but that, that magic? That tells me that the uh, show knows it's not good because they switched to Hulu. And their first promo for it was, more sex tape possibly leaked by Ray J? Uh-uh. It's just they're her concern to, that she doesn't it all know. In. Yeah, she's not sure how much of that tape actually happens to exist still. Not that he's even threatened to leak it, but her son sees something and he's like, hey, you did a sex tape? Oh, and then so she's triggered and she starts talking about what ifs, what ifs, and starts living in uh, non-absolutes. Like she starts to fantasize of the possibilities of what could have what could have happened to, that she doesn't know. How do people watch and is this? That, I have no idea. such a setup. Is that more yeah. money for her and Ray J too? Do they get a... Uh, I think her mom owns the tape. Her mom, there you go. But, they're, they're, but again, you don't fall for it. There's no right. more tape. They're selling you like she's concerned more is coming out. She's not. She's concerned she doesn't know everything. No, but all the newbies that never had the tape for to begin with. Oh, yeah. If you, the, oh, oh boy. Yeah, if you want to go grab the tape, her mother, I think, is the one who leaked it. It's not good. No, it's not it's at all. It's not. No, it's like the Paris Hilton one. Yeah, that was terrible. Horrible. One Night in Paris is one of the most 
disappointing. I think it kind of killed I her. I wouldn't spend an afternoon in Paris. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> brunch with Paris, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's a BJ. But the uh, uh, I think that kind of killed her momentum because remember Paris Hilton was yeah. cruising. She had TV shows. She was everywhere. That sex tape came out, and all of us were like, not interested anymore. What was the What was first? Was Kim or Paris? Kim was first? before that. Okay, so yeah. they just tried to. Paris was just dead fish. Yeah. Oh, like, there was nothing about that that made me want to. Uh, she looked pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a fastback in a big yeah. way. But uh, there was zero effort coming out of her. And you're like, wow, she better develop a personality or something fast. Don't know if you saw anything of uh, uh, Molly Shannon shilling away for her new book. Yeah. But one of the chapters she talks about being sexually assaulted by Gary Coleman. What you talk about, Molly? When she was 18. Uh she was going to sign on to an agent that handled Gary. Says, would you like to meet Gary? Yeah. <laughs> so she takes him, takes uh, her to a New York uh, hotel right. in the penthouse. And he says, Gary then says, hey, why don't you come on, sit on the bed next to me? <laughs> then he starts jumping on her. On the bed? On the b- bed. And well, then yeah, trying to kiss her. Right. right. If I was then she size, jumps on, on his back, <laughs> jumps on her back. Right. She's uh, and then he's grabbing onto her leg, and she's like, "I'm dragging him across the floor yeah. to get to the door." And it's kind of like, uh, like uh, the movie Leprechaun happened, right? Exactly. She had to run away from <laughs> Gary Coleman. Tries to sexually assault you. Get the Zumpa Loop off me! <laughs> get him off me! <laughs> hey, Master Blasters up my ass! Get him out of here! <laughs> Gary Coleman couldn't pull ass. He had to try to get some eighteen-year-old to like. Talk her into it. That's hilarious. You want to sign with my agent? Well, she was 18, so that had to be like uh, she was just, mid-80s. Yeah. So he's just coming off the heat of different strokes, but he's in his uh, – it's it's falling apart. At and point. she's looking to try to land something, a commercial, sure. and she has an opportunity to sign with his agent. Again, I don't want to be mean to Molly Shannon, but if you went up to Gary Coleman's room expecting friendship, that dude was not uh, – if you went up there, that was a green light. Sorry. Maybe. And you got out of there. He's easy to beat up, but that's a green light. Yeah, she didn't feel like she couldn't handle the situation. No. I, Gary Coleman's not going to rape you. If you get raped by Gary Coleman, you weren't trying. <laughs> like, if Gary Coleman got you, and was like, take that, bitch. No one can hear you cries. Like, I'm getting beat up by Gary Coleman. I, you gotta, what you going to do about it, Molly? I deserve this. <laughs> I really deserve this. But again, 12 years after he dies, everybody talks about his... What is going on with everybody destroying dead celebrities on their sexual <laughs> Threw assault? Threw him off multiple times, but he just bounced right back. Look, if Gary, uh, Gary Coleman tried to sexually assault me, I'd give him two runs at it. First one shocks me. Second one's hilarious. And then I'm leaving. He's like, you don't want me to bring Willis in here. Yeah. And by the way, Gary Coleman's got another thing coming. Because if he tries to sexually assault me, he's catching a fist. And not in a good way. <laughs> he, he started off by telling her... That she looked like Dana Plato a little bit. Oh. And he always had a thing for his, his yep. TV sister. He would always jump on her on the set. <laughs> right. Well, Willis did. I'm positive Dana Plato did blow off a of Willis's crank. Thank you. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Those two together? Uh, absolutely. There's some downtime in there between was, episodes. Between, between Danny Cooksey scenes, oh, they were doing blow off each other's jennies. No question. I'll have to ask Tripp if he's upset. Uh, yesterday with the, at the Dollars game, Clayton Kershaw. Everyone's upset. You don't pull the guy. You no. don't pull the legend, Clayton Kershaw, in his latter years while he's throwing a 
perfect game. Seven innings. To save his arm for the rest of the year. You give that to the fans that invested in the tickets, have invested time in Clayton's career. That's a that's a moment. Those are like like we were, I was just talking to on on uh, about Tiger Woods. He didn't what he accomplished was making the cut at the Masters a month after doctors are still kind of like we're not sure you're going to need this leg. We might still have to. Yeah. You need to see some progress here. You look good, but it's not great. And uh, Clayton Kershaw at his age, the way he's been pitching, he's yeah. still really good. He's not perfect game good. Seven innings, right? Yep. yep. Through seven, he did eighty pitches. And he had, yeah, only 80 pitches. So he was not only, if you know baseball, 80 pitches in seven innings, you are cruising. I don't care if you haven't given up a hit or not. You're cruising. But in the you know beginning of the season, there's not too many pitches that, pitchers that will go over 100. No, it doesn't matter, though. Yeah. A lot perfect of the game is a perfect game. If you have, even if you've got 80 pitches through seven, you might have 30 pitches left if you keep that going. So 110 is your max, and you've only got six more outs. So chances are you're going to throw 15 pitches per inning. You're going to be just fine. I wonder what the stat is on that. How many times seven innings perfect? The pitchers it's not hold. happened. Well, you How know that that the happened? only other time it happened in uh, the last decade was That's Dave right. Roberts did it again with a uh, guy with the Red Sox, right? It was. Um, it was Rich Hill. Yeah, Rich Hill, 2016. Davey Roberts again strikes again. Uh and I Gene get that, Simmons. but that's that's why baseball sucks right now, is that analytics rule the day, and the fans get robbed. That's robbing us. Robbing me. If I went to that game, and I'm watching a, a perfect game, and, and the History. guy, I would assume he's injured if he didn't come out to the mound in the eighth. I'm like, what happened? You find out he gets pulled. It's like, I want my money back. These are those moments that, I don't know how many perfect games there's been. I don't think there's been more than 60, I'm if that. Trying to look up the uh, initial one. There's only been two... Two pitchers that were pitching a perfect game pulled in the seventh. There's been 22 perfect games ever. 220-some thousand games. 220,000 plus baseball games. 22 perfect games. And two lefties. That's the other thing. I did see that. Two lefties. Unbelievable. Yeah, Dave Roberts needs to get spanked. And and Tripp has his text. What the f*** was that, man? Yeah, Rich Hill in uh, September 10th of 16, and then Clayton Kershaw, the only two ever to be popped. And maybe the September 10th thing, I'll give you. Because late in the season, you're like, let's not go. This doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Sorry, Brady. Go ahead. Hurry up. Gene Simmons is confident that artists like uh, Beyonce and Bruno Mars would not be able to handle performing in a Kiss costume. Never. Well, they would have been better in Kiss, but they wouldn't have performed well. Says the the armor he wears weighs 40 pounds. Well, it used to. The last concert series, they were foam. Which is true, because I watched one of his foam, like, spears bend. Yeah, but he couldn't put a performance on like Bruno either. No. Ever. Why would I want to? I could put on a performance like Kiss instead. Why would I lower myself? That would be great. Put Gene Simmons in with uh, Silk Sonic. Oh, I would do it only as long as Kiss songs were played and none of their songs, and they could just watch. Excuse me, I'm not done talking. <laughs> Silk Sonic performs Kiss with the members of Kiss. Perfect. That bitch has me paying the bills. <laughs> <laughs> we would do it better, baby. <laughs> Must have spent thirty-five, forty-five thousand up in Tiffany's. Got her badass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) 
Anyway, what are you going to do? That's it. Tomorrow's the Easter keg hunt. We're hiding them tonight. I've already done mine. <laughs> and I'm coming in early. Yeah. And I'm Brett's, doing my yeah. old shift uh, from 245. Well, half of it. Yeah. Brett's going to show up at 245 because the kegs are going to be out there starting about 2 o'clock. So you guys that want to get out real early, you can start bugging Brett. He's not giving you clues. He's not giving you hints. He's not telling you anything. But if you find him, you can call. Brett's going to be live on the air starting at 2 in the morning. Uh, 2.45 yeah. in the morning, thereabouts, yeah. uh, and kind of lead us up into the morning show. So Brett's going to go uh, back to be an overnight bitch for just a little bit to keep you guys busy, play us some songs. You're Three o'clock sideshow will be back. What are you playing? Uh, probably some Metallica, some good oh. hunting music, maybe some Pantera. Yes. So, All right, he'll keep you busy. Good keg hunting music. Through the keg hunting, if those uh, early birds you want to get out there. Uh, and I guess that's it. Tomorrow we determine... Uh, all the kegs, the hiding places, and you determine their uh, finding places, and then we'll meet you at Mavericks. Thanks to Action Ride Shop for this morning. Congrats to Susie, our first keg owner of 2022, and good luck to all of you tomorrow. Be safe. That's all we'll ask, and I uh, get a good night's sleep. We'll catch you tomorrow for the Easter Keg. Larry's coming up next. So long! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.